0: Welcome to the Obsession Digression,
1: a podcast that explores all of the cultural things we're obsessed with.
0: I'm Sam Benarchik,
1: and I'm Katie Walker. And hey, Katie, yeah,
0: what a period of time it has been.
1: I oh my god, dude, we're still so, alive. <laughs> when we
0: left off last week,
1: you were, you were planning. I was. Well, with your tooth thing, with your oh, your, I mean like, that's mass. all. Yeah, that
0: that feels like not a big deal anymore.
1: But it was a big deal at the time. Because, like, it
0: was healing up. Also, there's so much white noise right now coming through my microphone. That's bothering I think I can filter it out. Anyway. Okay. You were also planning to come visit me in San Francisco, and we were going to (laughs) go see Alcatraz.
1: uh, This was our beautiful plan that we talked about for so long. (laughs) There's two
0: crucial pieces here. One is that I (laughs) didn't understand how popular Alcatraz was. (laughs) and so I was just like oh just grab the tickets like the week of or something you know give us maximum flexibility for figuring out where we want to go and like three weeks before or two weeks before I was like oh let me just really quickly just jog I around the prices and I was like going to the first website and tickets were booked through like mid-July and then yeah. I went to the next one booked until August <laughs> and that's when I was like uh-oh. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> <laughs> and i texted you and i said i have some bad news and what did you say back
1: i said this better not be about alcatraz or something <laughs> like yes. immediately i was like i hope he's not dead or in a car accident or anything which is related to the story but also this better not You're be like about also alcatraz. preferable <laughs> all of that would be preferable to oh
0: that. my god i felt so bad i was like oh
1: god <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: And basically, what we landed on was that the only tour available was a boat tour that circled around the island, <laughs> and they gave you binoculars and, a, like, a tape to listen to that talked to you about Alcatraz.
1: Which, I mean, still, you know, lovely boat ride. We
0: could have made it fun.
1: Yeah, we, we totally could have. Uh, that was the but first option. then, obstacle. then... Oh dear, I wrecked my car and all of life got so fucking messy and awful and oh uh, just the worst, the worst of everything happened. But what
0: what happened though?
1: Okay, so totally my fault. I was um so my mom was visiting and we were having like this awesome weekend. Like we went to Universal Studios. We had, like, amazing food. We went on the, like, tourist, like, bus ride um thing. You know, like, the double-decker yeah, buses. Yeah, of the stars. Yeah. Yeah, like, we did all of this, like, really cool stuff. It was lovely. And so on that Sunday, I wanted my mom to see the place that I'm working at right now, the Huntington Library. So we went there, and then we, like, had gelato and, like, all this great, you know, mom-daughter stuff. And then... I, uh, ran a red light. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So this, uh, car hits me from behind mm-hmm. and I, um, cause they're like going through their, you know, rightfully green light and I spin around and then I like slam into this like Pasadena, like direction sign. That's like, you know, like, Oh, go here for all the touristy things. And just like completely destroy this sign plus the front of my car so it's like an accordion, you know, like both front and back are just like all smashed up. Um, oh, no, wait,
0: say this one more time. So you run the red light and then when you realize you've done that, you try to swerve out off of the high, off of the road?
1: No, I do not realize I've run the red light until oh, got I'm it. hit by, from the back end, I by see. the other car. And then as the other car hits me, it, it creates a like spinning car motion thing and then i like slam into the sign Um, i'm so sorry uh, so no one was hurt thank god right like nobody Mm -hmm. was hurt right most important Um, thing yeah but i was like freaking out um you know i have like anxiety issues and all that too so um i'm freaking out i have to say like thank god my mom was there you know (laughs) (laughs) uh because like she was the one who like called Ryan and let him know what happened. You know, I just, I don't think I could have in that moment. And, you know, like all sorts of like just taking care of things type of stuff. Right. So anyways, my car was totaled and I am staying in a place that is far away from the Huntington Library. So I, like every single day I have to take multiple lift rides. Uh, but I we like did all of our research and um, that was cheaper than renting a car believe it or not uh plus like i don't know if i was i'm like ready to get behind the wheel right now you know what i mean like honestly sure. yeah so i've been taking lift rides everywhere um which has not been ideal because like you know like the place i'm staying in doesn't have... I don't have food here. You know what I mean? I have, like, snacks here. I don't have, like, dinner Plenty here. of snacks. Yeah. So Some leftover
0: wings to yeah. scatter it around the room.
1: <laughs> I do have a ton of snacks, but like, you know, now I'm having to, like, order food from DoorDash, and, like, basically, all of my it's life... It's
0: so expensive. It adds yeah. up so fast, too.
1: Yeah. So, like, everything I need right now is dependent upon other humans, right? And so I'm, I'm just, like, not... I'm living in a, in a world right now that where I'm not self-sufficient, uh, and it's annoying as hell. Uh, and on top of this, so car is wrecked, is totaled, and so Ryan decides that, okay, we're going to, like, make a blessing out of this awful thing, and we're going to get a hybrid, right? We're going to, like, be eco-friendly.
0: Energy efficient.
1: yeah but the one car that he wants is like in Virginia. (laughs) What? So yeah, like he couldn't find, like, basically we got, we we got a Chevy Volt, uh, which is kind of like the Chevy version of a Prius. um, But the one he wanted, like in the color he wanted, all of that was in Virginia. And so that dude last weekend drove to Virginia (laughs) to buy his car. and so right now, he's somewhere in, like, Texas or Arkansas driving to me with the two dogs and all of that. Uh, well, but the worst So, can a
0: naive question really quickly? Yeah. Is it totally fine to drive, like, hybrids across? I guess because you could just treat it like a gas car the entire yeah. way. Okay. Yeah. Because I was like, well, I feel like, you know, I live in California, and so there are, like, uh, plugs for cars everywhere here. But I'm sure there are huge swaps well, in the U.S. Well, okay, but
1: check this out this dude so check this out (laughs) you know this dude ryan you know ryan so he does his research and so he's like plotted i don't know how but like parking garages that have the plugs in them just
0: driving from plug to plug
1: well and he's i was like uh because he started out last night and so i called him this morning and i was like yo like where did you stay last night motel six and he was like no i stayed at the votel and I was like, what is the Votel? And he's like, it's a word I made up, meaning the Volt Hotel. Oh. And what he did was went to a parking garage, plugged his car in, had bought an air mattress, and <laughs> like stayed in the car with the two dogs, and was like, he claims he was totally comfortable. And then when he woke up, the car was totally charged. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how
0: big know, is the car you can fit an air mattress?
1: yeah it's it's like a twin air mattress yeah you could totally because it has like a the seats fold like all the way down and then it's like a hatchback kind of thing so it it does fit like a human mattress yeah what
0: if this is all a commercial like they're just like they're a sponsor of ours yeah i'm like tell me more
1: (laughs) i know i am like coming across as like really positive about it but um so that i mean that is fine and he will be here and then we're gonna take like this massive road trip in the new car i'm gonna learn how to drive the new car uh but the worst thing about this whole process besides the actual like horrifying event is that like insurance people uh like new car people are so inefficient they are
0: oh my god you're just worst. like i don't understand how it could possibly take this long to process some paperwork
1: well it's not just that but that i have to be in person to sign shit Oh yeah. uh so three separate trips and keep in mind every single trip, I'm sorry I'm so angry, I've never this angry, but every single trip <laughs> uh, is a lift ride to a random place. So I've been to the tow place, I've been to the collision place, and I've been to the like CarMax place where I've had to go and like just sign something. Like they don't do e signatures with these things. It's so ridiculous. Like I've even like begged them to do it. Right. And they're like, no, you have to be here in person. So this is pure torture where I have to like spend twenty bucks to drive across town to then arrive at this place and sign something that takes literally like one second and then like leave right so it's it's just the it's been a mess it's been a total mess um but everything is like getting better so good that's my life right now yeah i feel like the (laughs)
0: worst is behind you i'm so sorry though this Uh, stuff is not only it's traumatic in the moment it's so frustrating because you're like not in denial, but what's the thing where you just replay it over and over as though you could, like, will it to go differently?
1: Oh, I know. Yeah, you keep reliving it somehow. We just yeah. haven't moved on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, like, being super, super disappointed about not getting to see you in San Francisco. I know.
0: Same. See, so that's
1: the worst, right? Like, And yeah. then I'll be
0: in L.A., but it'll be the weekend after you leave.
1: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs>
0: so, so this is, like, one cosmic joke to get me to go to Massachusetts.
1: Yes. Well, most, my
0: most hated state to date.
1: Uh, why is it your hated state? You hate
0: because of Boston. I just don't like oh. Boston.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I haven't spent enough time in Boston to hate it, but um, oh, I believe you. Will. you.
0: I can't okay. wait to see you on the other side.
1: <laughs> the uh, moment you
0: start to hate Boston, please let me know.
1: Well, I do have... Now, uh, a five-bedroom house uh, <laughs> that I'm renting. So you do want to visit. There's, um, you could have fucking three rooms to yourself, dude. That's, yeah, that's how much Whoa. I don't need this, this space.
0: <laughs> What's the other big notable thing about your house?
1: Oh, it's totally haunted. This guy, okay, it's, it was built mm. in 1850, and it's owned by the university. And so a bunch of professors have lived there. But the guy that it's named after it's actually named the Hitchcock House because this professor uh, in the like early 1900s, his name was you know Professor Hitchcock and he loved teaching so much that he was on his deathbed surrounded by students and was like teaching them. As he's like dying, and he died in the house. Like,
0: hang it up.
1: Yeah, dude, you're done. Retire already. You know he did not make
0: that class optional too. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, So yeah, like definitely, like we know at least that guy's died in there. But like, this house is over 160 years old. There's probably got to be like at least, I'm gonna say at least five ghosts, if not more, right, Uh, in this place. So, um, should be fun. Should be, you know, a lot of fun. It's got a creepy attic and basement and all sorts of doodads. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I got. I didn't, like, I didn't choose this house. Uh, it was just I was in a lottery system for housing, and this is, this is oh, what really? I landed with. Oh, yeah. was it
0: provided by the school?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: God, oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. So, I'm if
0: inefficient I'm, that the lottery gave you and Ryan a five bedroom hall.
1: I seriously <laughs> was like, is there any I was like, listen, like we do not have children, like we You're like, I really, will not be dusting
0: 75% yeah. of these rooms.
1: <laughs> uh, and they were like, nope, sorry, this is all we have left, and I was like, well, wow. It's mega cheap rent, and I will I'll take it and I guess I'll just have like a puzzle room and uh Like actually, I kind of want to like, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think I'm just going to like, there's going to be one room where I just like put one like ugly, inane object in it, like just one thing and then just have it be like the cat trinket room, you know, (laughs) like that is how much I just like put like a, like cat figurine in there or like, you know, like just something like really fucking random. But the whole point is that I don't need that room. You know what I mean? Like, this is how excessive. Oh, and so it this... just
0: stands as a symbol of just, right. like,
1: Yeah, exactly. It's a statement. A yeah, it's a statement on my part being, like, this is the fucking, like, green lamp room. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> also, definitely, I want to encourage this impulse to name all the rooms. So when people come, you can say, oh, we have you in, like, the yellow room tonight.
1: Oh no, I I can't do that. I can't do it. It's like too, it sound too so snooty. Fancy. Yeah, it's exactly it's, it, I've I've never been fancy. And you know that well, you're trying and to both. be That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, okay, maybe I will. Maybe it'll be. The other thing
0: too is that um, before you moved into the R V for a time, you did mm-hmm. have a bedroom, a video game room and a nap room.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So, okay, yeah. I
0: think you can utilize most of the rooms.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to still have my video game room. That's that's never going to change. Where
0: is Ryan going to install the the towel rack and the sip and the cup holder
1: <laughs> good question good I mean, question. let's get down
0: to the real meaty question. yeah
1: good question i don't know like who knows like the new space i'm gonna need all sorts of new amenities right like he's gonna have to get to work that's for sure so that's
0: right of course and
1: has a fireplace i've never had a fireplace uh, before. Ooh,
0: fun dude yeah. fireplaces are the the best i actually almost it has two. fireplaces as firefly i don't know why i just did that what
1: that was um, super yeah. weird uh, but,
0: yeah, they're the best. In the winter, they feel so cozy and comforting. Yes.
1: And Bark Anthony is always cold, like, just in the middle of the <laughs> yes. summer. He's just, like, he actually, like, tucks himself into bed, right? Like, he will love it. It's going to be good. Going to be a good time. Yeah. Aww. So, man, I miss my dog so much. Like I, I was
0: going to say, knowing yeah. they're on their way to you must make you feel really good.
1: Well, they're staying in Texas, unfortunately, while we're doing our road trip. Uh, just because, like, we're doing oh, a so bunch of, gonna like... Oh, he's going to drop
0: them off in Texas and then come the rest of the way?
1: Right, yeah. Okay. And it makes sense because, like, we're doing a bunch of, like, national parks things in the middle of the summer, so it just, like, would not be responsible yeah, to right. have them. Uh, so it's it's still going to be another solid week before I see him, <laughs> You but...
0: don't want to be accosted by another, uh, park security guard.
1: Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dog shit over here? No. Bang. <laughs> guy i hate that guy it's no I'm good. still mad i'm still mad Ugh. anyways i'm sorry i just like went on this long thing about par wreck no. and housing all that all that that's great yeah so I but done, i'm okay
0: i don't really have anything to update you on I yeah just spend yeah i was recently in like napa and just spent an entire day drinking and eating bread and cheese and that yes. was uh, just a god delight but otherwise <laughs> like I think I've been head down working
1: yeah well you were in LA for a weekend we haven't oh yeah talked I was then. in LA yeah uh what did y'all do did you just like eat food go hang out yeah went
0: pretty much it was like it was the idea was that all of our birthdays sort of coincided around the same time so we were just jointly going to just like have a relaxing weekend away and so
1: yeah went to a couple
0: parties ran into a couple friends we went for drinks food and that was about it
1: that sounds so delightful. That sounds yeah. like the perfect was weekend. It a
0: good time.
1: Yay. Well, I went to Universal Studios, and it was amazing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you went to the Harry Potter world?
1: Yeah, totally. Pot- Potterverse? What is uh, it? I don't remember what its name is. Uh, and I did not ride any of the rides because, like, the lines were crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was so funny because, like, I went into, like, all the gift shops and, um, I found this sweater that I really liked and my mom was like, Oh, let me buy you that. And I was like, no, like I'll, I'll get it. And she was like, no, I, I insist. And it was really sweet. And then she was like, well, what does Slytherin mean though? <laughs> I was like,
0: "Great question."
1: I was like, that's my house. And she was like, Oh, um, what are they known for? And I was like, Oh, well they're, uh, like
0: Deception.
1: Yeah. Like evil, you know, like just really into like, maniacal like ending of the world kind of things uh so yeah and then like this is the most bizarre thing but ryan has like missed out on the harry potter thing uh believe it or not like he Mm -hmm. just doesn't get it like i think he's seen the movies but still doesn't really like care um and so he was like i was like yeah i got this like red slytherin sweater and i'm so excited about it and he was like oh, what's Slytherin? And I was like, no! <laughs> and I was like, Ryan, what house are you? And he was like, oh, I'm, I'm humble, Jeff. And I was like, that is not okay. a house! <laughs> Listen, good enough.
0: Good enough. As long as he's not with Gryffindor.
1: Yeah, no. Like, he's... You
0: realize, like, as an adult, you look back and you go, no, Gryffindor was the house for assholes.
1: Oh, it totally was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're just, like, like all, like, over self-righteous. Entitled. Yeah. yeah. Like,
0: fuck all of them.
1: Right, like these kids are just trying to like get through school. You know, Trash. you don't have yeah. to like always be better than everybody, right? right? Like,
0: like you probably don't actually know what's best for everyone, so stop. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: yeah, and like, let's face it. In stop the thro-
0: shoving your agenda down our
1: throats, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Harry! Just like always trying to like tell us to be righteous or whatever, mm-hmm. save the world. Nah, dude. We gotta win that like Gryffindor, or not Gryffindor though. Like, see, I called it the Gryffindor Cup, but it's the House Cup because they always fucking win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Bullshit. I'd be happier
0: in Slytherin. I don't know what my house is. I I don't know. I feel like somewhere between equidistant between you and Ryan, in that I think I've read all the books and I think I've seen all the movies, but I don't feel terribly impassioned about them.
1: Yeah, I I wonder. This could be totally wrong, but it feels a little skewed um, in terms of gender. Like, in terms Mm. of, like, I feel like the female fan base is a little larger. I don't know why that is, but I feel like, you know, any young woman or woman, like, my age that you talk to is just like, oh, yeah, like, I know all the things about it, right? Can I tell you,
0: when I was in college, like, undergrad, I was, like, managing, like, a coffee shop. Um, And so, or was I, I was, like, a manager or something. But the woman who ran the place, her daughter... (laughs) She came in one day really upset because she, like, keeps, she didn't keep, like, a tightly leash on her daughter, but she was, like, she monitored, like, where she went online, and she wasn't allowed to have a phone, and she's pretty protective. Mm-hmm. And then she found out that her daughter had met someone online, and they were, like, quote-unquote, like, dating, even though they'd never met. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because they met on a Harry Potter fan page. <laughs> yeah. there's like, a Harry Potter website where you can, like, or was, like, However, many years ago, <laughs> decades Was it ago. Pottermore? Where, because that's like the. Oh, yes. Where you could like learn spells and spell. Yeah, or it's something. still going. Yeah. Yeah. But like they. Uh, I think this was like early enough that like people couldn't really exchange much in the way of like photos and like you should have a phone. And so this is pre Instagram and it wasn't like the norm to be just like. S- or no Snapchat yet, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I think. <laughs> Like truly, that no idea if this was just like some random old pervy guy who yeah. was just like talking to her daughter.
1: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, that's you real. I think you've
0: safe search proof like, the entire internet, and then oh no, Pot-
1: Pottermore. Yeah, no, Pottermore will will get you every time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, fun stuff. Yeah. Oh, but also, dude, the like studio tour was legit so much fun. Like it really? was. Yeah, like, riding around the back lot, uh, seeing, like, the sound stages, and, like, you saw, like, the house from Psycho, you saw, like, the set of Jaws, like, I don't know, it was just a very cool experience to see all of that, even though, yeah, of course, what? it's been, like, highly um, curated, right? But it's still of course. great, but like, still, it's still fun, yeah.
0: I'm trying to remember what podcast it was, they were talking about this, where they said that if you hike up to the Hollywood sign, and you, like, survey LA, and you see, like... LA architecture LA architecture and then randomly like a castle. <laughs> and it's like the Harry Potter castle in like the studio lot.
1: Oh, I totally believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like is it the magic castle because that is the magic is castle. A different thing, which mm-hmm. I uh, alas, I'm not Have you gotten a ma- go to... magician
0: to invite you yet?
1: No, no. Oh. I think that's not going to happen.
0: <laughs> I, hey, listen, if I knew a single magician, I would do my best. But I, Thank you. I, don't, I don't think I've ever even met a magician in my life.
1: I don't think I have either. Um, well, unless they're being like really secretive about it, right? Um, that's true. What if one of our friends like, is just like... a covert magician? Yeah, like, aha! <laughs> okay,
0: no Turns offense out. to our friends. But if any of our friends is secretly a magician, they're not. Successful. (laughs) And it's not not, it's not that that they couldn't be successful, it's that I know for a fact they're not trying very hard at it. Yeah, yeah. You're
1: so right. Uh Uh-huh.
0: I mean, so when I was a kid, my grandmom every Christmas Eve would hire a clown to come and do magic tricks. So maybe I can ask her where um, he is. Christmas Eve?
1: Yes. Why Christmas Eve? I
0: don't know. Bobo the clown though Okay. Every year without fail.
1: That occasion, why would that also, occasion... Also, like,
0: we tore him from his own family time to, like, don makeup and a red nose and come in and just, like, do some card tricks <laughs> on Christmas Eve.
1: That is so weird. I've never heard of anyone being like, Christmas Eve, I have to hire no, a performer, It didn't let feel alone that weird until
0: just now <laughs> when I said it.
1: A magician or a slash clown. Slash clown. Yeah. Yeah, magician
0: first and foremost or clown first and foremost?
1: Ooh, that's a good question.
0: I don't know. But I yeah. feel like they and are distinct- like
1: genres though right And I,
0: I, you know and now that i'm thinking about it too we called him bobo every year but i don't i can't confirm it was the same person every year
1: <laughs> oh and it, is guy. Weird that it
0: was just like in her house it wasn't like we shouldn't run out like a hall or something like you know like uh bougie people do for christmas eve it was just like her home <laughs> and so it is weird being like it's 30 people who are related and then this guy
1: <laughs> yeah on christmas, like, <laughs> on christmas eve on christmas eve Missing his family and yes. just being like, I don't know. Like, like I wish kids. now more
0: than anything I could see. I just want to sit with Bobo as he leaves my grandparents' home. Just one <laughs> of those. Like, what's it like walking to his car we, and getting in his car?
1: Yeah. Does he like just like have to cry? Let's for set a few the scene. Minutes? It's
0: the it's the early nineties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh
1: no, poor Bobo. <laughs> poor Bobo, <laughs> if you're out
0: there. We need entrance into the Magic Castle.
1: Yeah, we actually do. That's, that's that's key. Okay, yeah, all jokes
0: aside, Bobo, you need to hook us up.
1: Yeah, on Christmas Eve, n- nonetheless. Preferably. Yeah. yeah.
0: If you could put m- save most of the effort that we're asking you to exercise until Christmas Eve.
1: Yeah, and then we'll be there. Yeah. Done. All right, all right. Well. Oh, well I'm
0: sorry. Well, okay, any other LA regrets you're having or any other, like, bucket list items you're trying to, like, cross off before you go
1: i don't mean to be braggy but i really do feel like i did
0: you've done a lot
1: yeah i did a ton like every weekend i did something uh i think this weekend's like the one exception where i might just like clean my room and pretend like it's been cleaned the whole time before ryan gets here Mm -hmm. uh and so anyways yeah i i think i like i feel pretty good i have had amazing food i've had like cool hikes i've had like the touristy stuff I feel good about it. I feel like, all right, I've done this and I'm ready to like, I don't know, go see Bryce Canyon now or whatever it is I'm about to see. I don't even know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just like along for the ride uh, for this next trip that I'm taking. Uh, Love so, it. yeah. Yeah. No clue.
0: You should watch some like L.A. movies then.
1: Yeah, I know. Like I kinda...
0: um, what Inherent invite Oh, what's the new one? Um, Under the Silver Lake. Did you end up seeing that?
1: No, I haven't seen that. Uh, it's like the
0: director who did It Follows. It's like his own take on like a trippy, like noir, L.A. noir movie. So Andrew Garfield's in it. And he meets this woman in his apartment complex, then goes missing in oh, Silver Lake. Okay. And then he has to figure out what's going on.
1: I did stay on Sunset Boulevard when my mom was Ooh, here. Which was I cool. know. When I
0: turned on Sunset Boulevard, I was like, Ugh.
1: Yeah. This is great. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you know, like, drove down uh, Rodeo Drive and, like, saw the Beverly Hills sign. Yeah. So, I feel like geographically I got the, the experience. So, mm-hmm. also, I've been rewatching The Good Place because, of course, they film The Good Place, or a lot of it, at the Huntington Library that I'm at every day. Wait, what do you so mean? that has been cool. Um, sorry, what?
0: They film at the Huntington?
1: Oh, yeah. It's, like, uh, most of their outdoor scenes... In the good place are <gasps> the hunting. No way! Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's really cool, right? Are they like,
0: filming the fourth season right now?
1: Um. So my friend met them in late April. I have oh, not that's seen so them. Cool. Though today I walked past a sign being like this: uh, "You are on a movie set." So like they occasionally will put out a sign like a ton of stuff is filmed there. Uh, apparently. Um, somebody told me, uh, that anytime in a movie where a cop gets an award, it's usually filmed at the Huntington. I don't know why that's a genre, but like RoboCop, um, what's the one we watched together? Uh, RoboCop. (laughs) No, we watched the one where like they have virtual sex with Sandra Bullock.
0: Oh, 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 um, shoot. Sylvester Stallone's in it.
1: Yeah. What is that called?
0: Wesley. Is it Wesley Snipes?
1: Yeah, it's Wesley Snipes. What is that? Oh, shit.
0: Oh, I don't know. It's not Judge Dredd. It's, no. Hmm. I hope there's some listener who's like screaming the answer at his <laughs> phone. <right> now. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> because seriously, that's embarrassing that we are like, absolutely forgetting it. Anyways.
0: Okay, I'll pull it up as we talk.
1: Okay. So anytime there's a cop award ceremony or something like that, it's filmed at the Huntington. So anyways, I, I just think that's pretty cool. Uh, i think
0: that's awesome i know i live because i live right on dolores park
1: Mm -hmm.
0: they were constantly getting movie notices put up being like okay the week of this month like these two movies are shooting or this tv show is filming a pilot or something so do
1: they actually tell you what the movies are because i've never they'll just say
0: it will be like a movie directed by they'll tell you the director sometimes or they'll be like from this like one of the times it was like from this like Asian TV network. And I was like, well, I've never heard of this, but okay.
1: But cool. Yeah. But like, yeah. Still, and then yeah.
0: all of a sudden I'll come home one day and there'll just be a bunch of porta porta potties on my street. <laughs> I'm like, oh. damn it. <laughs> uh, Demolition man.
1: Yes. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, and I'm not also, even one sure. Time,
0: <laughs> one time, uh, my friend Sean was in town from New York because his family lives not far from here. So he drove in to hang out. Like this is around Christmas time. And, he he texted or called because he was trying to find it and then he was I was explaining where to go and he's like good because I have to pee and then he gets there and I open the door for him I'm like, I was like do you want to come upstairs and pee and he's like no I just went and I was like what, what? Was like, they point to a porta potty and I was like do you know how many unspeakable acts have been like <laughs> done by homeless people and those?" was like why didn't you just come inside
1: he was trying to be polite he was I trying to so. Yeah, oh
0: that's,
1: that's kinda sweet though, in a weird mm-hmm. way. Like I don't want to yeah. inconvenience you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and he
0: said and I was finishing up a phone call and then I was like, Oh, did you pee while talking?
1: Yeah. Oh I just I totally feel like I'm that. getting
0: away with something like very sneaky when I do that.
1: Oh I absolutely do that. I feel like,
0: like a I feel like a covert magician when I do that.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh okay, well peeing putties. Okay, potties. That's enough transition to cry oh, baby
0: boy. are there any peeing scenes
1: no there's, well there's, there's, a, lot there's a lot of gross scenes. okay the fluids in this movie though are super gross the tear is gross the tears
0: are upsetting like yeah I actually, after like 10 seconds of close up and like me speculating on what that liquid could possibly be like I had to look away like, the, the liquid to is too me.
1: material like it's it's not liquid yes. enough that's the exactly. problem Yeah, it's somewhere
0: between, like, melted plastic and, like, jizz. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, nothing good.
1: It's not real. So, okay, we're talking about Crybaby uh, today, starring Johnny Depp. uh, Mm -hmm. And he is the titular character, uh, Crybaby. And, yeah, he is known for just shedding a single... Tear and the main gal in the movie just like gets off on it. It's so weird. Uh, But I kind of love it, but it's also like, don't show us that. Uh, Tear just like slow motion on his face is not at all erotic to me. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. And then then I was like, like, wait, wait, would an
0: actual tear land differently? Like, why didn't they just make them fake cry or do like an eye drop?
1: Yeah. You know, I didn't
0: understand why he was insisting on. A very, like, not real-looking tear.
1: I know! I know! Because if that's, like, the whole, like, premise of the movie, essentially, you know? Like, why make it so... I don't... I don't know.
0: Exactly, because if, like, no one had ever cried on film before, I'd go, oh, it's just really hard to figure out how to make that register on camera. But people cry on camera all the time, and it looks we very know, realistic yeah, if we, it's not tears.
1: We've, we've, we've figured it out. Like, we've moved past Yeah, that, the... that
0: code has been cracked.
1: yeah. So, okay, this is then um a movie when when did this come out? I forget. Nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Johnny Depp is like famous already. Like he's known for wasn't he in twenty one jump street or whatever? Like he's, yes. he's yes, known. Yes. He's um you know, like he's a, he's a known actor and so um
0: Yeah, let's see in nineteen ninety, I'll just go we pull up what he's done before, like just before.
1: He's done, you know, um Nightmare on Elm Street, we know that. Yes! This is the second time we're filming him. Yeah.
0: I forgot about that.
1: Yeah! He gets sucked into the bed. I love
0: now that we've been doing it long enough that we're getting like returns like that. Oh, yeah! Nightmare on Elm Street was his first film credit. Then Private Resort in 1985, and then Platoon, the Oliver Stone movie in 86. Okay. And then Crybaby.
1: Okay, yeah. So he's, like, I mean, he's not, like, huge yet, right? But and he's still... And then
0: 21 Jump Street is 1987 to 1990. So he either had just finished filming or was filming at the same time. And then just okay. after Cry Baby... Oh, this is... All right. Just after Cry Baby, he does Edward Hands.
1: Oh, cool, Came, cool. Comes out
0: later that year. So cool. he's then, like, truly blows up.
1: All right. So this is, like, kind of his year or, like, leading up to his year, right? Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's doing it. Um, yeah. Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. After that, then, it's, like, Benny and June. What's eating Gilbert Grape? Ed Wood.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then yeah. he just, like, he's everywhere. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, so the premise, do you want to, like, lead with the premise of this movie, or? What,
0: what even is the pro? The premise is that I think. The premise is Bruce. Very, yeah. I mean, I in, a, <laughs> in a really, like, localized way, Amy Locaine has been good all her life, and she's ready to kind of be bad and sort of hang out with the bad kids and, and fall for a bad boy. Right. On a broader level, this is, like, kind of a movie that's, like, much less invested than it was in um, hairspray, but in a sort of half-hearted way, is sort of invested in like this sort of like social friction between sort of two classes of people who live in this town—the sort of more refined elite people, and then the sort of like poor, poorer, slightly more rural <laughs> um,
1: yeah.
0: uh, citizens—and they're referred to as the squares and the drapes.
1: But gone for the most part, is the, what I found interesting about Hairspray is the kind of question about race, right? Like, this movie yes. well, has excised, oh, well, like, yeah, we need to talk about that, though, because it doesn't entirely mm-hmm. excise it, but it does skirt it, I guess, yes. in a way. Um, Are there any
0: black characters in this movie?
1: There is. There's the guy who gives Crybaby the tattoo. He's also mm. the guy who, um, Right. who, like, buys, um, like, like, stolen car parts, right, from the grandma. Uh, So he's in that world, but very... um, He's not a main character, right? He's not a round character. Yeah, and he's Uh, randomly
0: there to, like, help Johnny Depp try to escape, but it's not interested in trying to escape himself.
1: Yes! What was that about? I I thought that was super strange. (laughs) Yeah! yeah. (laughs) Maybe he knew. Maybe he knew, like, uh, Johnny Depp's just gonna end up, like, back in prison. Yeah,
0: too confusing.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay, so... It is a little yeah. confusing this premise, yeah. It's and not in the same way
0: in which hairspray was seven eighty eight, but said in the sixties. This is take this is filmed in nineteen ninety, but takes place sort of in like what the late fifties.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would say so. And so the big thing is like greasy hair. Um, I don't know what's <laughs> like the rolled up uh, sleeves on the white mm-hmm. t-shirt, that sort of thing.
0: Motorcycles. And yeah. think of the outsiders actually in a lot of ways.
1: Me too. The like same aesthetic is definitely happening here. Uh so basically this girl Allison falls for Johnny Depp and like their their opening moment is also really gross not because of the tear, but because they're all getting like these horrific shots too. Like yes. everyone in high school has to get this uh, what is it? Is it measles or whatever they're getting or something polio? like that? Yeah. yeah.
0: They say um, exactly.
1: so it's a standardized shot, but like they use like the worst, like huge ass needle and this like opening scene just dwells so long on different people getting shots. Like where, like, you know, it makes me queasy. Right. And so mm-hmm. like you see like one or two and you're like, okay, we get it. Like this is unpleasant for everybody. We get it. Uh, but no, like we see like maybe 10 separate people get shots. It's oh,
0: so gross. awful of me to say, but for like at least the first 20 minutes, I thought Kim McGuire, who is Mona, was Edith Massey.
1: <laughs> wait, I don't know who Edith Massey is. I'm sorry. Edith Massey
0: is the actress who's been in a lot of the John Waters movies we've been watching. She was um, Cuddles in Polyester.
1: Oh, Ida, okay.
0: Ida in um, Female Trouble. Yes.
1: Jungle. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and was, yeah. And I was
0: like, oh, wait, no.
1: This is a completely different. Yeah. So you're talking about hatchet face, right? Yes. Yeah, hatchet face. Uh, she
0: like she looks like she could be her daughter.
1: Yeah. So hatchet face is part of Crybaby's gang, and she does have a very expressive face. I yes. <laughs>
0: over the top kind of like facial expressions and makeup in combination, just like and Edith And curled
1: lips. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and Ricky Lake is back, which I'm so happy about.
1: Yeah. Ricky Lake is Crybaby's sister. She's pregnant. She, al- she already has two kids. And um, the kids are, you know, like ragamuffins. And, um, well, that's a polite way of saying, like, you know, budding criminals, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. And what I think what was interesting about that opening that you're talking about is that there was no buildup where um, Allison is, like, kind of debating whether or not to go talk to them. Like, the movie opens with her deciding as she's leaving school just cross the street, leave behind her boring boyfriend and go say hi to them. And as she says Mm -hmm. hi, her grandmother pulls up and is like, what are you doing? And he goes, okay, this is the conflict. Her grandmother is strict, her parents are dead and she is now gonna try and break out. And she does like very quickly.
1: Yeah, like that's like, there's not a lot of, oh no, like I am tormented by my desire for the bad boy. yeah. Yeah, no, she's just like, all right, I'm ready to roll. Uh and yeah, so she they're at she's her grandma runs this uh finishing school type of thing. And she goes to that after this kind of interaction with Crybaby uh, at school and on the road. And then like when he shows up with his motorcycle, she's like, Yeah, I'm gonna go with you. Cool. That's We're gonna sing. Yeah. No problem. What's interesting
0: to me too is that the grandmother is this really kind of quixotic figure in that you think she's going to be this sort of like eh, emblematic of a sort of like moral conservatism in the film. Mm -hmm. Um, But she actually starts to like mold her own views of Crybaby and of the distinctions across the town and of even the value of like refinement Mm -hmm. um, as the movie goes on. And I have to say like there is something to me thrilling about watching an old person kind of question their views in a movie because they never do
1: yeah yeah that's and true I was like, oh,
0: this is like so thrilling to watch this woman like start to like reflect and wonder if like maybe she should like change her opinion on things yeah <laughs> you think about yeah. that as something that like people like ossify as they get older and they lose the ability to do that and I don't know it was exciting yeah. to watch
1: yeah uh no I agree and I think that she's like starting to because the thing about the drapes right is that you expect kind of like what happens in Greece, where it's like, "Well, you're not one of us, you like fancy girl, and we're not going mm-hmm. to accept you." But one of my favorite moments in this movie is that when Allison shows up to the kind of hangout, right, of the drapes.
0: Yes, uh, I agree. The three
1: girls. So it's Hatchet Face, Ricky Lake's character, which I don't remember her name.
0: Oh, her name is Pepper.
1: Pepper, and then the other girl. Um, oh,
0: Tracy Lord. Wanda. Uh, Wanda. Wanda.
1: Yeah. Um, so they, um, you know, kind of confront her, like, they're like, hey girl, you think you could hang? And she's like, yeah, I think I could. And they're like, let's give you a makeover. And it's like immediate acceptance, right? Like, it's kind of this, um, you know, a little bit heartwarming where they're like, all right, if you, if you want, if you want to join, like, we're into it, right? So
0: once you go, okay, if the drapes are accepting and ultimately Allison's grandmother accepting Where's the conflict and the conflict is in, uh, the uh, sort of, I guess the, the square men. Yeah. Particularly, particularly the young men who right. see, I think the threat is that they are losing like a sexually viable partner when Alison yeah. is crossing the line to hang out with the drapes.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's what it boils down to is, Oh no, you're taking one of ours. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I love this like club scene or not club scene but um extended
0: all that house music. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like Crybaby is one of his things is he claims to be a really good singer and he's not. <laughs> right or He's not? You, I didn't think he was. I thought
0: he was supposed to be in the movie's point of view.
1: I think that is true. I just don't. There's I like don't an think
0: Elvis to how he's singing.
1: Yeah I, don't, yeah. I don't think
0: that's actually him either, right? Like, surely they hired someone to like dub.
1: Maybe I don't know. I just was like, all right, this is not turning me on either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not horned up by this.
1: Nah. Uh, but then, of course, so Allison's there. They're they're singing together. She's been dolled up, um, and. That is when the square dudes arrive and unleash like massive violence like uh, yes, like I first really I thought it was going to be like
0: cartoonish violence and it starts to get like more and more like heightened.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and like the kids, like the so Ricky likes two other kids um, get <laughs> yeah. in this fray and like it's it gets intense.
0: And this is where those two sort of separate like plots come to both kind of come to a head because You're right, that on a social level, like, basically, the the squares win out because they control the narrative of what happened before the police got there, and it results in, like, Johnny Depp being arrested, and um, Ricky, like, what's her name, Pepper losing her kids, like, they get sent to an orphanage. Yeah. Um, And so the the drapes are sort of decimated in terms of, did I say the drapes won? The squares win. And the drapes are sort of, like, decimated. Yeah. Um, But then the other, again, more, like, personal plot is this question of trust, then, because... Amy Locaine, I, how far do they go? Do you, like, is it implied they, they have sex, right?
1: No, I think they go to like second or third. Okay. Um, so I think something it's... happens,
0: and she's never done this before, never done anything really before, but she does it because her feelings for Johnny Depp are so strong and because Johnny Depp's love for her feels so pure. Um, mm-hmm. And then she is implanted in her mind is the possibility that he actually um, has already gotten someone else pregnant.
1: Yeah, and so that, this that like he's conniving. Just like a yeah, this conniving redhead. What was her is, name again? Oh, I don't remember. I don't either. Uh I don't know. Uh she claims, you know, after all of this this um hubaloo, right? She claims that, you know, Johnny or Crybaby, sorry, is is the father of her unborn child. And, Allison, and
0: Because... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well,
1: Allison just like immediately believes that narrative, right? Like that's
0: yeah, well, part because of, it's because also of her, confirming what everyone's always warned her about. Them, right. So.
1: Yeah, it's part of like, her preconceived notions of the, the bad boy. Uh, so, Crybaby ends up in jail. And, and so they, he
0: can't also refute that narrative. He hears yeah. it on the radio, but he's in jail, so he can't say anything.
1: Right. Also, he, knows so, he
0: needs to escape.
1: So, the most. Okay, this brings me to the thing I remember most about <sighs> this movie, and I and don't know why. Me.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know why, but the orphanage scene, like, yes. really stuck with me as a kid. I just remember the scene so well, and I have no idea, like, why that particular I know, moment. I know, you had seen this already. Yeah, um, I'd seen it as a kid, and, yeah, I just, like, I, like, I was like, oh, the orphanage scene is coming up. Because, basically, this, you know, kind of subplot is that um, Pepper's kids have been taken away, and they're put in this orphanage. Where the kids are put on display in different windows, showing yes, their skills, like a pet shop. yeah, showing their their labor value, and I I don't know why that part's not like
0: a pet shop. Yeah, <laughs> my bad.
1: Uh, but but yeah, like they are these glass um, you know displays, right? And I yeah, I have no idea. Like it shows like one kid vacuuming and like they're just like posing for these potential parents, right? And yeah, that just, I have nothing profound to say about it, except that that has stuck with me for years. I don't know why, but there it is. Yeah.
0: And that scene actually felt to like the closest thing to like old school John Waters and that it felt very like amateur. Like the idea is that Ricky Lake and her parents go undercover as like just sweet townspeople interested in adopting, and then they end up holding this woman hostage as they break out her kids and then lock her in a cage. Yeah. And it felt, it had this sort of like zany, weird, um, like dilettante energy of like his older movies. Also,
1: they release all of the orphans, but then like, I don't. Know, I was like, take where are, them, are
0: they, they going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: They release everybody, and yet, like, we never hear from those, like, orphans again. Who knows
0: where they ended up.
1: Yeah. um, I'd like to believe that they found some sort of I'd like to believe. Yeah.
0: I'd like to believe.
1: (laughs) Uh, Okay, so then what do we get? We get Crybaby in Jail. There's this long musical scene with all the jailers crying Mm -hmm. and singing, and... That feels very familiar, just generically, yes. right? Yes. Uh, he gets a tattoo of a tear on, like, on his face to, like, firmly emblematize what he's known for. But continues
0: and, to cry. Unless yes. Unless you think that's going to replace the live act.
1: Yeah, no, like, we still need, no, we don't need the tattoo at all, but we, he got one anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, <laughs> there's like
0: a series of attempts he makes to get out of jail. And the weird thing that, ugh, I couldn't make heads or tails over the no, that's not true. It's not that I couldn't understand it, but it didn't thematically fit in because like Cry Baby, we know that like his two defining features are that he cries, that single tear, and that he's a singer. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden the back half, the big crisis is about whether the jail's people are, are going to shave his head.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so
0: he keeps trying to break out Both to get free, but also to make sure that he keeps his hair. Mm -hmm. And he ends up, like, as he tries to navigate, like, the tunnels of the jail, ends up accidentally crawling right into the barbershop area of the prison.
1: Yeah, yeah. Also, Hatchetface and her boyfriend uh, steal a helicopter, land in the middle of jail, Trying to break him out, but I think like they wreck the helicopter. It's like not clear.
0: No one what... flies it out. I just assume Johnny Depp was then later gonna fly it out.
1: Yeah, no, that like I they just like run around and they're like, Where's Crybaby? And they don't find him. Uh <laughs> it's yeah, it's a really silly scene.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> Essentially, uh, yeah, her, their attempts to break him out are foiled. His attempts to escape are foiled. What it ultimately takes is the combined effort of drape and square women mm-hmm. to sort of pull together all of their largely like, sexual wares yeah. to get him out. So the the on the one hand, like on a plot level, the, the grandmother has to knows that the judge is sort of attracted to her, so she leverages that to get him to release Crybaby. And then mm-hmm. on the, like, sort of weird, sort of emotional logic level, or, like, visual level, they have to, in combination, each dance across the, or dance up on the pane glass windows of the call booths until yeah. they all shatter so that all the prisoners can, like, climb out.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's mirroring in, in an entirely different way, but, like, it's still, you know, like, the breakout kind of narrative of the orphanage right like the you know let's use our like communal resources to have everyone escape and to kind of create like this mass anarchy that's ultimately productive
0: another like piece that i wrote down about i can't remember where this is now um but it's right before i wrote the comment why doesn't the other guy try to escape too um (laughs) so (laughs) it's somewhere around there someone hitchhikes and i wrote that this is like another sign that his movies are getting more mainstream and that some, I can't remember which woman, I think it's Tracy. Oh, it's Tracy. When her parents are going to send her to uh, Sweden, she Wanda, Wanda. Wanda, Sorry. The actress's name is Tracy. Uh, Wanda. um, She goes outside and hitchhikes and just gets in the car. And there is no, even though this guy, we know to be a creeper, he keeps trying to pay women to like, take like nude pics. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no threat of sexual violence or rape at all in that scene. Yeah. And you yeah. go, like, when we think about how the role that, like, um, the role that that hitchhiking has played and that precarious position it's put women characters in, in, like, mm-hmm. early John Waters, and the fact that it's now a totally, like, neutered act is, like, kind of wild to me.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's such a good point, right? Like, this is a, like, representation of, like, how... Family-friendly-esque, right? Like, this yeah. movie is trying to be in in certain ways, right? Like, it's playing off of goofy, like, late 80s, you know, comedies. Uh, like, a lot like polyester in that way. Uh, but also, you're right, like, those darker elements have been excised. And maybe then, that's why, you know, unlike Hairspray, we're getting less about racial violence or... You know what I mean? Like, maybe... That's part well, I mean, of it, too. Is this The like- one
0: place where race comes in, though, is that um, when they someone asks, what, what are you going to sing? And Johnny Depp's family, his parents say, mm, something hillbilly, something colored. Um,
1: mm-hmm, but yeah.
0: you have to square that with the fact that plastered all over um, his parents' home and all over a lot of, like, the draped gathering space are Confederate flags.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's very unclear, like... I get that this is supposed to be... Because, like, aren't all Waters movies Baltimore-like areas? Oh,
0: yeah, that's right. It is Baltimore.
1: Okay, this is so... But it feels like the South. Yeah, it feels so geographically confusing to me. I'm like, where are they now? Like, are they in this, like, rich town or this, like, you know... Even the way in
0: which Allison feels like a debutante and, like, the grandmother's carrying on a debutante tradition makes it Mm -hmm. feel more Southern than it is.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that that was a little like kind of disorienting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so they sing a song, and you know, oh. do you want to like take it away from there?
0: No, because I don't remember. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> oh no! Okay, they all sing the song. It does it just end there? I
1: think. Okay. Time For a confession, I didn't watch the last 10 minutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think it just ends there. They sing it for a bit and then we okay. fade the credits.
1: I'm so sorry. I wow. just like, I know, I know. This is, was... I'm
0: just giving you a time.
1: Yeah, okay, just cut that part out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or keep okay. it. Okay, yeah.
0: The other thing I feel like more memorable than that ending, which does kind of end, it just is... ends. Yeah. The okay, the little girl, Pepper's daughter, is she meant to look like JonBenet Ramsey?
1: Oh my God, I thought the same exact Did thing. Did you really? Yes. It was like
0: creeping me out.
1: But wasn't that like kind of later? Oh. I think that was later. I think that this is like you just so? weird okay, anticipation.
0: We need to check this right now. Right. Oh, I don't even like looking at pictures of her. She's. So I know. Creepy. I know. I know. I mean, it's not her fault. Oh no, she was born in 1990. Yeah. <gasps> Oh, I so thought this must have been during the heyday.
1: Oddly just, like, anticipates uh, that look. Oh,
0: so creepy.
1: I know. I know. Yeah. I think... But we can't see a little girl with, like, a bunch of makeup on. And, you know, like,
0: we yeah, can't without exactly. seeing
1: her. So... Uh, yeah.
0: Ugh. How about that? I know. Okay, so that is... That then piece of violence is not... Um, invoked here neither are the Manson murders but what is invoked is um Patty Hearst because she plays Wanda's mom
1: yeah 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 uh that's so so good more
0: like American criminality
1: yes man Waters is all about that so good
0: yeah yeah Yeah.
1: sorry I just kind of was like that's all I want to say about that
0: yeah, no, I kind of feel the same way. I was like, there was a time I knew a lot more about the like Symbionese Liberation Army, but I've forgotten a lot of that because I have not thought about my dissertation in a very long time. So,
1: <laughs> rightly so. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, really, this is tough, dude, because I feel like I don't have a ton more to say about this movie. Is that? I don't
0: either. It's it's a weird movie in that I I, I, I had no issues watching it. Like I. Perfectly enjoyed watching it. I didn't like it. I wasn't delighted with it nearly as much as I was with Hairspray. Me But also, neither. like, I'm trying to think of, like, the whole being even the sum of its parts, where you go, like, it's not much of a musical. It feels a little half-hearted. Most of the plots feel kind of half-hearted. A lot of it feels like a rehash of Hairspray. Mm-hmm. And then it also feels like, in some ways, just like John Waters' gloss on the outsiders. And
1: right. then it
0: just ends, you know? And, and like, <laughs> so the I'm not sure. is
1: totally, like we we can't remember it you know like Mm -hmm. things happen everyone gets together it's all good but it's yeah
0: (laughs) listen we're all good yeah Um, and then i like i said a couple weeks ago i used to wait on amy Locane when she'd come to my restaurant
1: yes yeah not my restaurant i didn't own
0: it but i would wait on her and her husband all the time (laughs) so it's funny now seeing a movie she was in
1: right finally
0: (laughs) finally okay what else was she in oh I just pulled it up to read and I hadn't heard in any of the other movies. Also, okay. Willem Dafoe is in this movie. Did you catch that? What? Yes! I saw it when I pulled up IMDb. I was like, Willem Dafoe? He plays, quote, the hateful guard.
1: What? So he's like a
0: prison guard.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I do remember this. I do. Are you serious? Yeah, because he's like, say thank you to your prison no. or to your warden. Oh. Say thank you to your clothes, You're right. you know, like, so when they're going to bed, I totally forgot about that. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's in there,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, so Amy, wow, yeah, I totally missed that. Amy Locaine was in Melrose Place. Yeah, right on. That was too young for Melrose Place. Yeah, me or, too. I, like, I also, it wouldn't have been on my radar anyway, I think, as a kid.
1: Yeah. I don't yeah. know,
0: she was in uh, I don't know, none of these movies <laughs> are ring any bells. She was in Secretary.
1: Okay. All right.
0: She was in an episode of Touched by an Angel.
1: Yeah, this is, oh, uh, this is none sad. None of
0: these. She was in something called Legend of the Mummy. This is so
1: sad. She was in so
0: a movie called Carried Away. Maybe that's something I've heard of. No, I don't know any of these.
1: Nah, eh, that's all good. Oh, well. Yeah, who cares?
0: <laughs> There's more to life than our careers.
1: Right, right. I, uh, I'm just at this point where I'm like, I don't care about anything right this moment. Just want to sleep.
0: Yeah, I should say too, I wanted, I made a note to bring this up. I, when I said that I confused, um, Hatch a Face with Edith Massey, it made me wonder if she's in any more movies. And the answer is no, that her last John Waters movie was polyester. And that's because and I, I, we missed this, I guess, when we were doing our research, but she died in 1984. So actually oh, a few yeah. years before Hairspray even came out. Okay. So uh complications of uh lymphoma, lymphoma and diabetes.
1: Oh that's sad. Mm-hmm. Uh the, the actress Oh go Yeah. Ahead. Well the actress who plays uh Hatchet Face apparently went on to become a lawyer. What? Yeah, she like went to law school after this, became a lawyer. That's did amazing that for a few years and then passed away. Uh and
0: apparently I was reading that Hatchet Face became like a breakout character from this movie.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And she also died though in 2016.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sad.
0: Yeah, pneumonia.
1: Hmm. <sighs> okay. <Well. laughs> what a cheerful note to end <laughs> on. <laughs> I
0: know. I like that too. You keep trying to like bring it up like some sort of happy way to transition out, and I'm like, no, they died too. Yeah.
1: No, everyone's also dead. also dead. Also dead. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna like. Um,
0: also, have you ever been to that theme park? <laughs> No. It's a real theme park called The Enchanted Forest Amusement Park. It's in Maryland.
1: You've have you been? No. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> but I feel like you and Ryan are more likely to have found your way there.
1: Yeah, alas, I have not. No. Oh, man. Too bad. It's
0: still open. Can I see if I mean, I don't know.
1: <laughs> the theme park oh. is also dead. I hope okay. you
0: the park was permanently shuttered from 1995 to 2005, but then in 1998, so don't know what happened, oh yeah, 1998, post office opened, the Enchanted Forest branch on site, okay, that's weird, then in 1999, the Friends of the Enchanted Forest was formed with the goal of reopening the park, and I guess it reopened in 2005. Okay,
1: so one thing has not completely died, or, oh, well, one human, or, oh, wait, no, Okay, cut this part. This is awful. Oh, my God. I just
0: lost all words. It's unclear if it's totally opened or not. Because now the Howard County Department of Planning and Zoning approved Kimco to build a bank next to the castle. (laughs) So, I don't know. Maybe it's, like, slowly transitioning from amusement park into, like, strip mall.
1: Okay. Okay. And,
0: oh, this is some bad news, Katie. 2015... Martha Clark announced the concrete block castle would be relocated to Ellie Oak, while the Cinderella castle and the gingerbread house would be demolished.
1: Uh, <laughs> sad. <laughs> that was a
0: weird scene. I also forgot about that scene.
1: Yeah. Oh, sad. Everything is sad today, dude. I don't know what's wrong know. with us. We're just like regular old crybabies. I <laughs>
0: get it. Oh, that's how it ends. That's how it ends. He cries? No, he sings a song that makes everyone cry and we cut to every single character in the movie with that stupid tear running down their face.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm glad we remembered. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still forgettable, right? Like it's still like nah, that you could have done better. (laughs) You could have done something else. I
0: don't know. I mean his movies just kind of end though.
1: They really I do. With the exception
0: of Female Trouble, where Divine gets that amazing monologue.
1: Or the she's lobster scene. like in the scene. electric chair.
0: That, no, oh but that God. wasn't the what final scene. Yeah, that wasn't Then she has the to like, terrorize Baltimore a little more. Yeah. And the squad team comes in. You're right. Maybe he started with better endings. Or more drawn-out endings.
1: Mm-hmm. And now they're just kind of... Like, they peter out. They really do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They really do. Yeah. Well, next week though, we have Serial Mom, which I'm really excited about because what is
1: Serial Mom?
0: Love a Kathleen Turner movie because she is such an odd, she's an odd duck, you know, and she's sort of captivating in most movies she's in, and feels very unique to me as an actress. Cool. Um, it's about a suburban mom who's also a serial killer. <laughs>
1: Yes, this sounds like our You jam. could have
0: gleaned from the title.
1: This sounds like <laughs> I know our it really jam. Does. Yeah, it really does. Okay, it, it's gonna be fun. I have yeah. to say, Sam, revisiting this movie, not as pleasurable as previous experiences we've had on this podcast, where I've you know like seen a mo- like a beloved movie from childhood.
0: I know something about that because you've now revisited two movies in two weeks, right? So hairspray yeah. and then. Um crybaby. And so hairspray just says fun was my understanding.
1: Yes, but this one not as I guess I I don't know. Something has changed about my viewing expectations or about my like what I find interesting. So, you know, like I said, yeah. like the the, like, kids in the orphanage, as a kid watching that, I was, like, blown away by it. And that's what I really did remember the most from this movie. And then I was just, I mean, I was also in a bad mental space this week, right? With the car wreck yeah, and all totally. that. So I was just, like, more prone to being critical. And I think that has, that has poisoned everything. <laughs> everything.
0: No, I have to say, this is, like, for me, it walked a very fine line between, like, getting, it still felt, like, not quite, like, a Hollywood kind of, like, teen movie, like, it was still weird mm-hmm. enough, but it was skirting the line where it was, it, it felt a little too expected and too kind of, like, clawless to yeah. Be
1: like, yeah. yeah, or
0: defanged, yeah. I think yeah. the movie, the word, like, critics always use, um, to be as, like, interesting as any of the other ones we've seen. I
1: would totally agree with that, yeah. So, but, this yeah. movie's
0: called serial mom and she's killing people so hopefully we'll move back to like clawed and fanged
1: that's what i need dude in life i just need to watch some like really like pumping blood type of movies you know i need to like really get up my energy by watching things like uh basic instinct
0: <laughs> yes is yeah. that your obsession this week
1: uh, so that was one of them. I'll, I'll make that mine, Yeah. Because, um, it was a wild, wild ride. I had never seen it before. So I, you know, like the only thing I knew about it, of course, was the famous leg crossing scene. I had no clue what I was getting into and it was a, a like rockin rollicking ride. Yeah. It was, Dude, there's a lot yeah. going on. There's a ton going on. I am such an apologist
0: for that movie. Yeah, I love it.
1: So, why do you love it?
0: I love it because I think it's. I think it was originally written off as just like a sort of like over the top, lame kind of lurid genre movie. But I think it's so much more aware than that. Like I think the movie is teasing and toying with the audience in ways that are really, really fun. Especially with desire. Yeah. Especially with desire. Crossing the line into being like, okay, so the desire for like the wild woman crossing the line into like actually a woman who's maybe a little bit scary. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know what I mean? Which I
0: think is really funny because there's, it's something that's like, the movie is sold towards like, men as this sort of, like, titillating experience, but then it becomes so titillating that it makes them feel like boys. And I think right. there's something so hilarious about, like, manufacturing that experience for, like, Americans.
1: Well, and it's so, like, silly that at the very end, you know, she's like, what now? And he's like, you know, like, we... Uh, he says we fuck like minks, we have a bunch of rugrats and live happily ever after. And it's like, have you, Michael Douglas's character, learned nothing in this movie? You know, like, have you not understood that desire will never work that way and like you yourself won't desire her that way because you've already reached a very extreme you know like there's no going back from that there's no like okay now we're gonna have like normal making love scenes you know what I mean like that's not gonna happen so
0: and he's the one by the end of the movie who is like at the very least sort of surrendered for lack of imagination to like domesticity which is typically what like the woman has to do in these movies
1: which i do appreciate though that right like she's you know like she's like nah that's gonna be boring as hell right like yeah you, like you and in, it's intimated that she's gonna like murder like, the shit out of him. i
0: have to like kill this guy yeah <laughs>
1: yeah yeah so. also
0: i love any movie that wants to just like recreate famous scenes from vertigo because <laughs> you know how much i love that
1: movie yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, So, yeah, that's my obsession this week. Uh, Sam, what is yours?
0: This is so basic, and I was trying to really push myself to come up with a better one, but I just don't have one. It's It's just big little... Oh, your voice got so high.
1: Oh, did it? (laughs) That's okay. I'm crying. I'm crying my single fucking tear right now, Sam.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And it's just like like syrup, just like viscously moving down your face. This
1: is grossing me out. Uh, Yep. So what is your your obsession?
0: It's um, Big Little Lies. That second season, I watched the first episode and it was a little boring and I was like, oh no, is this going to be a disappointment? The second episode was riveting and now I'm like very invested and I'm excited to watch the rest of
1: it okay yeah Yeah. all right that's exciting yeah no it's very hot right now it's very popular what Um, was your
0: other obsession by the way
1: oh uh just a podcast uh i listened to adam manke uh, does like the lore podcast he also did this one that's just like history it's just him like telling a story and interviewing different historians but it's called unobscured and the first season was about the salem witch trials And it was fascinating because he takes a, um, he like reads it through this like very like broad lens of like racial tensions between not only Tichiba and her masters, but also uh, the native Americans. And so he's kind of pointing towards like how complicated um, these different, like racial fears were in this narrative. And I thought I just like, it was a really kind of, interesting exploration of the the Salem witch trial so yeah unobscured Mm -hmm.
0: okay that also does remind me of a new podcast I could also use as my obsession Mm -hmm. that I'm loving it's um Nicole Byer and Sasha Zameda they are best friends in real life and so they made a podcast called the best friends podcast Uh uh-huh and it's hilarious it's (laughs) so so funny so recommend that as well
1: cool 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 all right. Yeah. Next week, cereal mom, and we will cereal mom. Cereal, lay you later. Cereal, cereal, <laughs> cereal, uh, <laughs> you later. No
0: cereal, you later all.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I couldn't do it. Nah, it, uh, fucked it up. Yeah. Anyways,
0: uh, Billy Zane, wherever you are,
1: cereal, you later.
0: <laughs> cereal you later, and I also, you know what? Also, I really hope no one cuts your hair. Yeah, never, never. Cut oh wait, no, he's hair. bald. What am I saying? I was mentioning his hair from Titanic, but he's bald in real life. Yeah. <laughs> never mind. Um, you're listen. You're fine. What's hair anyway?
1: You do you. All you right. do you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>